Welcome back. So I just got done talking to a podcast host, and he had a fantastic question. He said, Emily, if a chief of staff is interviewing for their role and they're talking to their CEO, so their 2B principal, and they're asking questions like, how do you see this role structured in your organization? What types of projects and initiatives would they be involved with? And how do you see a successful candidate coming into this role? All of those types of questions. And the CEO says, I don't know. What do you do? Emily, what's your recommendation? Is that a red flag? So my answer to this podcast host was the classic chief of staff answer, which is, it depends. It depends. And I ran through two scenarios. So the first scenario, and I've seen both of these in real life. So the first scenario is a CEO who doesn't want a chief of staff. They don't want to talk about a chief of staff. They don't want to consider a chief of staff. We don't need no stinking chief of staff in here. And so the team members of the CEO, maybe the HR team, maybe the executive leadership team is like, we really need a chief of staff in here. So they try to convince the CEO to get one. And the CEO like, I'm having none of it. Like, don't even, don't even talk to me about that. So the team members might go do a little rogue recon exercise and put up a job description that maybe ChatGBT wrote for them and see what comes in in terms of candidates, has the first round of interviews with them, and then kicks a few over to the CEO. So if that's the setup for scenario one, and in that case, the chief of staff asks, how do you see this role being structured? And the CEO says, I don't know, because I don't really care. I don't want a chief of staff. I don't even want to be having this conversation. Emily, what's your recommendation? Well, in that case, I would run. I would run far away and I would run fast. That's not a good setup for a chief of staff. If someone is clearly being obstinate and doesn't want the role and is is directly expressing that to you, that I don't know means one thing. The second scenario could be a CEO who, let's say, is a founder of a company, the original founder. This is their baby. It's their brainchild. They've worked in all departments. So COO, they've worked in operations and finance. They've done HR. They've been the head of janitorial services for this company. It is their baby. And it's gotten to a point where they can no longer scale with it, meaning they are becoming the bottleneck for their own company's growth. And somewhere in the CEO's heart of hearts, somewhere down deep inside, they know that they need help. And they know that they're creating these problems for their company. And they certainly know that they're feeling burnt out and feeling like stretched so thin, they can't possibly do all these things well. And so they've been kind of hearing about a chief of staff and like, oh yeah, we need someone strategic, but also tactical. We need someone who can help bring all the pieces together, all these sorts of things. All right, that's the impetus for sending their team out to post for a chief of staff. So in that case, team posts a job description for chief of staff. Chief of staff goes through round one and they get to the round with the CEO. And in that setup, the chief of staff says, how do you see this role structured in your organization? What types of projects and initiatives would a chief of staff be working on or taking on in their first 90 days? And the CEO says, I don't know. I don't know for sure. 
I this is a brand new chief of staff role to the company at all, ever. And I've heard about this role. I think it's really interesting. I'm in favor of it. Um, I know we need something like this in our organization, but I don't know quite how that fits together yet. Okay, so that I don't know is very different than the first I don't know. In my opinion, that I don't know is a conversation starter. That's exciting. That's a piece of dialogue you can riff off of and say, okay, well, that's really interesting. You said you are motivated to, to get this role and that you are in favor of it. What, what had you looking for a chief of staff? Oh, well, um, you know, first of all, we used to be able to launch 50 clients a month and now we're barely getting by on 20 and stuff is falling through the cracks and I'm working 18 hour days and my, my team is burnt out. Um, and, you know, we were trying to get funding and I don't have time to take these strategic partner calls. And that's, that could be a response. Okay. Like there's a lot for the chief of staff candidate to go off there. Oh, okay. So it sounds like the highest value for your time and energy is fundraising and with these strategic partners. Am I hearing that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So you would someone helping with leading the operations or the day-to-day of the overall business be helpful? Okay. Yes, it is. So all of these different in different avenues and ways that conversation can unfold. But that second, I don't know, is a conversation starter. So very different, very different, I don't knows. It depends is, is the answer. So three takeaways for you off of those two scenarios. Takeaway one is reminder to read between the lines. So as a chief of staff, part of your job is to read between the lines and pick up on the nuances And you can see like in a transcript for those conversations, you might be able to see, okay, so on on paper, it looks like the CEOs said the exact same thing. They said, I don't know. But in reality, it meant very different things. In the room, it had very different contexts and connotations. So picking up on those things and always keeping an ear out, being attuned to like, what's, what's being said? Okay, I'm taking that for what it's worth. What's not being said? How is it being said? What's the implications or inferences of this statement? All these, all these different things. So reminder to keep an eye out for that and read between the lines. Second takeaway, a chief of staff is often leading a conversation around what their role is going to be, which is a little bit backwards, I know. And I have lots of chiefs of staff all kerfuffled and all like, Emily, they, they don't know what they want. And and. A lot of times they don't, but if it's in that second, I don't know scenario, it could, it could be a conversation starter. So I would say that this comes to bear at multiple points in a chief of staff life cycle, if you will. So it certainly is part of the initial conversation. And I've worked with so many chiefs of staff, I can't even count, who had to write their own job description. So I would say that's, that's frequent, that's, that's in a common occurrence. And sometimes the principal knows they need a chief of staff and they have a general direction or they're aligned with their chief of staff directionally or thematically. And then one of the first jobs of the chief of staff is to define uh, and, and formalize their job description. So I think that can, while that can be a little bit odd or unsettling for people, I think it can actually be a good thing to at least do the first draft of that and then bring it to your principal and at some point get their input and at some point have a conversation and an exchange about that. But it's, it's actually kind of fun and exciting to be able to craft your own 
your own role and your own job description. The third takeaway would be a reminder just to have these types of conversations. So have these types of conversations, again, at different points in your tenure as chief of staff. So certainly at the beginning in the interview process, and it might warrant revisiting at, say, the 90-day mark or the six-month mark or the one-year mark. It could also be a conversation if there's been a big change in the organization. So let's say um, a merger and acquisition went through and there's a big reorg, like a restructure of the org chart. And so that might be a good opportunity to revisit, hey, what does chief of staff look like in this new org chart? Or, okay, um, maybe certain pieces of the of, of your role stay the same. Like, okay, you're still chief of staff and you're still doing this, this, and this. Got it. But, oh yeah, it makes more sense for you to come over here and do these things now. So, you know, drop some of these other things you're doing. And this is where we really need you to live for the next 18 months. So just a reminder to kind of continue having those conversations, those touch points about how is the role structured? What are the main priorities? What are the key initiatives? All of those different things. All right, so three takeaways. Read between the lines, lead the conversation about your role, and keep having that conversation ongoing. This has been another episode of Leveraging Leadership. Go forth and be good chiefs of staff, be good leaders, and I will catch you next week on Leveraging Leadership. If you'd like some more information on the topic discussed in this episode, head over to nextlevel.coach and click on the resources page for some helpful free downloads.